the Links and Locks podcast. podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Links and Locks podcast. I'm Jason Sobel from Golf Bet. He is Len Hochberg from Roto-Wire, and we're here to break down. Whew, deep breath. Believe it or not, we have finally reached the final event, the 46th of 46 PGA Tour regular season events. The playoffs start next week, but guys playing for their lives, playing for their careers this week at Sedgefield, back down the southeast in North Carolina based event len what's going on how are you doing and what are you looking at this week doing well jason 46 events it's only felt like 72 um yeah, yeah. no it does come by every year fast uh it, it uh, we do seem to circle back pretty quickly uh you know the, the windham is always the tournament within the tournament you of course you want to win the tournament but there's so many other factors at play guys trying to get into the top 125 and all the where to start well i as i just checked the weather there's a lot of rain in the forecast this week so we might uh even after this podcast i, I don't want to forget to say this that tea times may make a difference this week uh you'll have to check the forecast closer to the lock uh see where your guy is and maybe make a change based based on the tea time but otherwise uh sedgefield been around for a long time been uh a short course 7100 yards even though it's only a par 70 Driving accuracy matters a little bit this week. The fairways are pretty narrow. Uh, after that, it's one big green light special. Uh, you're in the fairway, and uh, you're not far away, and the greens are pretty big for a short course. So this could turn into a putting contest. It could turn into a birdie fest. I'm looking at those type of guys. Even though we only had 15 under last year with, with Kevin Kisner, there was a little bit of weather last year as well. And for whatever reason, maybe it's just in my head, it just seems like there are more courses for the course at the Wyndham, at Sedgefield, than just about any other place. And so we have to decide, I have to decide, you have to decide how many of those guys are going to stay on the horse and how, how many are going to fall off. Yeah, there's certainly guys who tend to play well year, year after year after year, a couple of big-time course horses at this one. One thing I have found and wrote about in my preview this week of the 33 players over the last three years who are on the bubble, between 120 and 130 on the money list, going into the Wyndham, the final event of the season the last three years, you might think, hey, narrative play, these guys are motivated. Even those who already have their cards in other ways are exempt for the coming season. They want to get into the playoffs, the top 125. Those players largely didn't play that well. Four top tens of those 33 players, and all four of those players had already kept their cards, uh, and a whole lot of missed cuts. I'm looking at uh, more than 40% of the players who were on the bubble at the Wyndham Championship missed the cut over the last three years. So I, I know there's a nice little narrative where we always talk about motivation, and those who are motivated might play better golf. It doesn't, or at least hasn't, seemed to work out at this one. All right, let's get to... Uh, at the top of the board, we're going through our favorite plays on DFS this week. Looking at DraftKings. Started out with Will Zalatoris. There must have been one or two other events where Zalatoris played in a uh, smaller field where he was the most expensive player. I can't remember offhand, but 
He is indeed the the highest salaried player in DFS on DraftKings this week, 10,900, followed by one of those course horses, Webb Simpson at 10-7, then Shane Lowry, some JM, Billy Horschel, and we'll get down into the nines and group them all together, Russell Henley, Corey Connors, Tyrrell Hatton, Adam Scott, Harold Varner. Len, how are you starting things out? What are you looking at from the top of the board? Yeah, the, the way I'm going to start out at the top of the board is to ignore and avoid the top of the board. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, Will Zalatoris, uh, you know, certainly deserving of being the top guy in the field at 10,900. We saw again last week, he actually played better than I thought last week, but he, I don't think it really disputed the the narrative, my narrative, my whatever, that he plays better on longer, harder tracks. That's where he can separate himself from most of the other golfers that uh, on the easier courses, they can keep up with him. And, uh, you know, I, I I don't see him at this price doing it. And I'm also going to avoid Webb Simpson. And this is going to be, I don't know, blasphemy or, or something because he uh, has played here well uh, every year. Seemingly, I think he has five straight top sevens in second, third, just, great every year but this is not the same web web simpson who was here last year there are, there seem to be three web simpson courses sedgefield and then uh the rsm and then uh the rbc and so he was seventh here last year eighth at the rsm but then he did not deliver at the rbc he was 59th there so that's a warning sign for me that webb simpson is really falling off his game if he can't deliver there and he was 10-6 last year now he's up to 10-7 he hasn't had a top 10 anywhere in the world since the rsm last november bit of a sucker play i think uh i was going to try to couch it some other way i didn't want to say sucker play but all right it's out there I like Shane Lowry at 10-6. I like some JM at 10-5. Billy Horschel plays here at, at 10,300. Uh, and I like Russell Henley at 9,800. I felt like spending more time talking about guys I didn't like, but there you go. <laughs> uh, okay, so there aren't a whole lot of guys here that I'm targeting either. I, I will probably dip down more into the 8,000s, have a more balanced lineup this week. I disagree with you on Zalatoris. I really like Zalatoris. Okay. He improved by multiple strokes in both of his weekend rounds. Last week in Detroit, got off to a little bit of a sluggish start, but looked really good on the weekend. I'm just waiting for it to happen. As we've seen the last couple of weeks with Tony Finau playing so well, Patrick Cantley played well last week. The cream tends to rise to the top when we're looking at an event with a somewhat inferior field. That's what we have again this week. I think Zalatoris looks around and goes, I'm the best player here. I should win this thing. And whether he wins or not, I, I do think he's going to be very close. Austin Zalatoris. I agree with you, though, on Webb Simpson. I wrote him up in my preview just because I have one rule, Len, that when a player names one of his kids after mm -hmm. the tournament sponsor, you essentially have to have some sort of investment in him. But I will be underweight on Webb Simpson compared with most of the DFS players out there. Uh, Lowry, M, Horschel, none of them interest me a whole lot. I like all of them. I don't love any of them. Russell Henley, my favorite outright play on the board this week, coming off a 10th place finish last week. He's played less golf than just about anybody over the course of the last three or four months. And at a time of the year when a lot of guys are running on fumes, I think Russell Henley has some gas in the tank, and I think he could have a really good week. Remember, last year, 
for the first time in more than 20 years, Russell Henley became a player who lost by one stroke and didn't cash top five tickets in the betting marketplace. He finished in seventh place, losing by one because there was a six-man playoff, won by Kevin Kisner here. But I I do like Russell Henley to avenge that loss this year. All right, getting down to the 8,000, starts with Denny McCarthy, and then we get to Siwoo Kim, talk about horse horses right there. Kevin Kisner, another one. Tom Kim, don't let that J in front of his name fool you. He wants to be called Tom Kim these days. Taylor Pendrith, Christian Bezadenhut, Brian Harmon, JT Poston, Aaron Wise, Justin Rose, and Davis Riley. What are you looking at? Yeah, I'm looking at uh, a lot of guys here that I that I do like. And yeah. um, I don't know if I can fit four 8,000s in my lineup. I'd have to really do the math here. But but there are four guys here who, if I could fit them all in, I, I think I would. Siwoo Kim, yeah, core source, top five here every year. But unlike Webb Simpson, playing pretty well. He's a lot more volatile than your average golfer. He's apt to really play well and really stink up the joint. But he's coming off a couple of top 15s, played very well last week. Kevin Kisner, I'm a little concerned. I really was big on Kisner here and pretty much everywhere last week. And he didn't putt very well. And if Kevin Kisner can't putt, well, then he's not even an average golfer. But he's 87. He's the defending champion. He was third the year before. He's another guy, likes this Carolina, Georgia area. Tom Kim, uh, the Mel Ott of golf in uh, six letters, (laughs) quick, get in, get out. You know, he picked up his card. So you think maybe he doesn't have something to play for this week. But he... Surely, if he wants to, if if he wins, he could get into the playoffs. You know, that's the only way into the playoffs for him now. And and winning, of course, is multiple year car exemption. And JT Poston, the two, 2019 winner, 8,200, uh, recent winner at the Deer, playing very well, was 11th last time at the 3M, which told me that he hasn't sat back on his laurels after winning. Uh, those four guys, really strong plays for me. Yeah, so I'm in on two of those, and I have a few more of my own to add. Siwoo Kim, uh, my only problem with Kim is I think everybody's going to be on him this week. I I think there's going to be more Siwoo Kim ownership than even Webb Simpson or Zalatoris or anybody else, and so that might make me fade him just a little bit. I mean, we saw, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, or actually this past week, Patrick Cantley in some contests was up to 40% owned, and as it turns out, a share of second place probably money well spent might be the same thing for Siwoo Kim, but at some point I may just fade him just because I want to be a little contrarian. I I do like Tom Kim again, playing with house money a little bit and nothing left to prove. He's got his card locked up for next season. Now he can play a little looser, a little more freedom for him. So I do like that. Christian Bezadenhut, it's been very good recently. Four top twenties in his last seven starts. Brian Harmon playing very well right now. Uh, he's got two top tens in his last three and has played well at this course. He's seemingly all or nothing on this one. He's got six missed cuts and nine starts, but he's also got a third-place finish and a sixth-place finish. Essentially, when Harm's playing well, he plays really well here. Davis Riley's price continues to drop, coming off another missed cut. But look, he's got the talent. I still think he's a really good player. This could be a nice buy-low spot on Davis Riley. And then... Aaron Wise at 8,100, and I'll I'll dip down just a little bit into the 7,000s with Keith Mitchell. Essentially, two guys that I think are undervalued on a weekly basis. I think these two have the talent to be top 20 players in the world right now. Wise is 
40th and Mitchell is 55th. And I just think they're really good players. I don't know that this is the week for them, but I also don't want to miss out after betting them and playing them in DFS pretty much the entire year. I don't want to miss out on a big week from either of them. So I'll have a little wise in Mitchell as well. All right. Getting down to the 7,000s. I'm feeling you got a lot of names here, Len. Yeah, uh, and there are some good plays here as well. And I'm going to have trouble in the sixes, so I'm certainly going to like some guys here. A couple of guys who've been chalk week the last two weeks. Uh, two weeks ago, it was Adam Svensson chalk week, uh, crash and burn. Last week, Mark Hubbard uh, chalk week, crash and burn. You know, this is no basis in fact, but when so many people like the guy, I, it really turns me off and makes me think not everyone can be right. But there was reason yep. to like both their games. And I do like both their games this week. Hubbard at 7,900. Uh, he's another guy. The short courses are his friend. He really has trouble to on, on the longer tracks. I like him at 79. Scott Stallings delivered uh, for me last week. Another top 10. Uh, you know, he's 37 years old and he hasn't won in a while, but this may be the best stretch of golf he's ever played in his career. I think four top tens in his last six starts, 7,800, probably going to be a popular play based on recency bias. Kevin Streelman did not have a great year. He seemingly turned the season around at the Travelers. Of course, it would be at the Travelers for Kevin Streelman. He had a top 25 uh, there, and then he was runner-up at the Barbasol. Yeah, it was the Barbasol, but he was seventh here last year. He's made six of seven Wyndham cuts. Adam Svensson, 75, and maybe even Nick Hardy at 7,300. We talked about guys outside the top 125. I don't know how he's 140th. Uh, he's 25th in greens and regulation, 62nd in putting. That should be better than where he's at right now. All right, I've got a bunch of names I'll throw at you. These are varying degrees of confidence. All of them can play pretty well. Sebastian Munoz actually listed at 7,700. That's a really good price for a guy who's a tremendous ball striker. Like him a lot. Alex Smalley, and this is going to be a theme here for guys in the 7,000s and 6,000s, Coming off a miscut last week, I got Smalley, Hubbard, Glidgick, all coming off miscuts, all guys that are not far off from playing some really good golf. And so I think you can get that maybe a little bit of a buy low price, maybe a little bit of a suppressed ownership based on the fact that they did miss the cut last week. Uh, by comparison, Callum Tarrant is a guy that is running red hot right now. I still like him, but now everyone's onto his game, and I, I may have to – throttle back a little bit on my Callum Tarrant love, even though he's been paying off recently. Aaron Rye, I can get behind a little bit. Really like Matthew Neesmith anytime the PGA Tour is in a ball strikers golf course in the southeast, like a harbor town, uh, like an RSM. This one should really suit Matthew Neesmith. Has not played great in the past. Only one made cut in three starts, but he's a better player now than he was before. I, I will have a lot of Matthew Neesmith this week, maybe a little Tyler Duncan, maybe a little David Lipsky. And then I can't believe, Len, you didn't mention your guy, Grayson Sig. I, I guess I like him more than you do this week. You mm -hmm. mentioned him every week on the podcast. I really like him. This could be the week for him. Yeah, he missed the cut last week. One of the hardest things uh, for me, I'm getting better at, and I think it's kind of hard for everyone, is to go back to a guy who not only missed the cut the week before, but if he burned you, if you played him and he missed the cut, to go back to him a second week in a row, you just don't want to be an idiot twice, uh, I guess, or I don't want to be, an, you know, fool me once, whatever it is, shame on me. 
But I think you uttered a sentence there that I don't think I'd ever heard before. I've got a cutback on my Callum Taron. Uh, that, that's never been uttered in human history before. But I, I hear you on on Callum uh, Taron. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, 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 it's getting dicey down, down around here. Yeah, and you mentioned 6,000. It's not a lot of love for some guys here. I've got a bunch of names right now, none of which uh, I'm really that into. Hayden Buckley, Brandon Wu, Jesson Hadley. Michael Glidgick, uh, Justin Lauer, Rafa Cabrera-Bayo, Doc Redman, Bo Hogue. Uh, I don't mind any one of them singularly kind of at the bottom of a lineup letting me get to some more expensive players, but there's not one that I point to and I go, that's the guy this week. This guy is going to pay off. Well, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I have Hayden Buckley and Chesson Hadley on, on my list too. And since I always try and at least throw somebody out 6,500 or less, and this really was the hardest week for me. And and right now, I'm I, these are names I don't think I've ever said out loud before. Andrew Novak, 6,500. Jonathan Bird, 6,400. Not even sure where I like them best among the 65 and lower, but um, yeah. Who's gone through their life without saying the name Jonathan Bird out loud? Well, I, right. But no, I, I won one to win a PGA Tour event. Right. He's and he's made the cut 10 of 14 years at the at the Wyndham. So uh there there is that. But I yeah, Andrew Novak I had never said before. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that one. We are now joined by the hosts of the Better Golf Podcast, Nick Bretwish and Spencer Aguiar. These guys are golf betting experts and specialists in the finishing position markets, here to provide their favorite top five, top ten, and top forty plays. Thank you, Jason. We are very excited, as always, to be back with the Action Network for the Wyndham Championship. I will kick us off in the placement market. A very, very small card for me this week and even some shorter prices. So not sure how I feel about that, but I'll wait for Spencer's advice here once I give these plays. My first one is going to be Aaron Wise, top 40. That is currently minus 115 on FanDuel. My model's got it down at minus 145, so 30 points of value there on the button. Then Christian Bezadenhout, arguably my favorite value in the placement market, even though it is a short price of minus 110 right now on Canby Sportsbooks. That is your Barstool, your Bet Rivers, Twin Spires, et cetera, et cetera. I had him priced at minus 160, so 50 points of value on Bezadenhout, so that'll probably be my heaviest bet in the placement market. And then I'm going to go down the board a little bit with Russell Knox top 40 on DraftKings is plus 170, and a Russ Knox top 20 on DraftKings at plus 450. Knox kind of fits everything I'm looking for in this course, and one of the good things about it is he's usually quite rough on the greens, but the Bermuda surfaces should help him a lot. That's where he's had success in the past. Very accurate off the tee. The proximities that I'm looking for look great. And if we do get some rain, Russell Knox has always been my mutter. So I'm going with Aaron Wise, Christian Zadenhout, and Russell Knox. Spencer, what are your thoughts and what's on the card, my man? I like your card this week, and we'll get into Christian Bezadenhout in a second, but my model really like Russell Knox. I, I like your thought process with Aaron Wise there, but uh, I have been taking a very conservative approach on this show where I've been taking a lot of long shots, and I'm also going to be taking a bunch of names further up on the board. I will start with the long shots for the purpose of this show, but Andrew Putnam, top 40, that is plus 170 on FanDuel, plus 170 on DraftKings. I like the safety that Putnam brings to the table at the price and his off the team metrics are 59 spots better over his last 24 rounds compared to his two year running data in my model. Add that to the fact that he ranks fourth in this field for weighted par four scoring. And I think we have an inflated number that we can take advantage of for the week. 
I took a similar mentality with Brendan Todd, top 40 at plus 130 on DraftKings. That is plus 115 on FanDuel. I do worry a little about the irons here for Todd as he's lost in his past three starts. But this is one of those catch-22 spots where the iron play is almost always bad for him. And the production only gets worse at venues where he can't take advantage of his accuracy. Thankfully, the second part of that situation will be negated at Sedgefield with Todd grading third in my model for weighted total driving. And it shouldn't hurt matters that he is number one for me in putting over a two-year duration of time. And then the two wagers that are more aggressive would be Mark Hubbard, top 40, plus 120 on FanDuel, minus 110 on DraftKings, and Christian Bezadenhout, top 40. That is minus 120 on FanDuel, minus 165 on DraftKings. As Nick said, that's minus 110 at Camby Shops. I will start with Hubbard here, but both fit that very similar blueprint for what I'm looking for from a statistical perspective. Hubbard's most significant deterrent during most events is his lack of distance, but the ability to club down at Sedgefield should give him a boost so he can take advantage of his seventh place mark in weighted proximity, a total that is 31 spots better than his expected production at a random course. And then Bazadenhout is seventh in this field for proximity between 150 to 175 yards. That's a range that will see just under 30% of the shots. And even without including that proximity range to mimic the weighted scoring metric that I ran this week, he still grades inside the top 10 in expected production when looking at all 18 holes and combining them together. Very similar to what Nick said. I had this price proper at about minus 175. So I think there's a lot of value on Bezayden out this week in any market that you want to play him in. Ooh, 65 points of value according to your model. I love it. That will be one of my heavier bets. To recap, Aaron Wise, Russell Knox in the top 40 market. Honorable mention, Russell Knox in the top 20 market. We're both doubling down on Christian Bezadenhout, top 40. Andrew Putnam, Mark Hubbard, and Brendan Todd. Good luck to everybody this week, and we'll kick it back to you, Jason. Uh, Let's make our own lineup. We do it every week here on the pod. Want to be a DFS millionaire? You're just one lineup away. We're going to go nose to nose with him, and you're going to play better than you ever dreamed of. Because, God damn it! That's what I demand of you. So let's get drafting. Going back and forth, a six-man lineup, fifty thousand to spend. Len, why don't you kick it off for us? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go right right in the middle, right in the sweet spot. You know, I, I'll probably play Siwoo Kim in, in in some of mine, but you do raise an excellent point that um, he's going to be very heavily owned, and this guy probably is too, uh, but maybe not as much. Ju Young Kim, Tom Kim, 8,600, probably playing loose and easy this week. And gosh, he's 34th in the world. He's better than most of the other players in this field. All aboard the tank engine. We're buying tickets. Okay, I, I don't mind that play whatsoever. I'm sure we're going to spend up a little bit at some point. But I mentioned a, a couple of guys that I really like, kind of in the low 7,000s. I'll go after one here. This is a little bit of a hunch play. It's a little bit of an educated play. But Matthew Neesmith. At 7,200, telling you, really good ball striker. He's one of the better ball strikers uh, of players of his ilk. I'm not saying he's better than top 10 players out there in the world, but of the guys who are sort of, you know, on the outskirts, the fringes of being solid PGA Tour players. Matthew Neesmith, really good iron play, and also tends to thrive on Bermuda greens in the southeast. So I'll put him in there at 7,200, try to save us some money. Good play, good play. Yeah, I'm going to go – in the sevens, stay in the sevens and go to Mark Hubbard at 79. You know, very disappointing last week for everyone who played him, but he had made eight straight cuts before last week's missed cut. 
uh, and he's made uh, three straight cuts at the Wyndham, two of them top 25s, good putter. As I mentioned, his big shortcoming is being short off the tee. That won't be an issue this week. All right. I know this guy burned you last week with a miscut, and you mentioned him on the pod every single week. Prior to that miscut, Grayson Sig was 7th of the 3M, 26th of the Barracudas, 27th of the Barbasol, 16th of the John Deere. Look, I get over it. I know he lost you money last week. He's going to make you some money this week. Mm-hmm. At 7100 I'm throwing Grayson Sig in there. And, boy, we've got a lot of money left to spend. What do we got? We're at 19 to 9,600. Oh my gosh. We've got, we've got a ton. We've got a ton here. So, um, I, yeah, I'm going to take a, I, I don't know where I'm going to go either Kevin Kisner or, or Russell Henley. Russell Henley, it's amazing how he can contend being such a mediocre putter, but he is so good getting from the, from the tee box onto the green. And we know how close he came here last year. It's probably been circled on his calendar. Ever since last year at this time, Russell Henley, 9,800. Love the play. As I mentioned earlier, last week he was the worst putter strokes gained of the top 25 on the final leaderboard, but he only trailed Tony Finau in strokes gained T to green. Uh, if he just puts a little bit better, story of his life, he can certainly contend again this week. All right, we've got 9,400 left. Tyrrell Hatton, eh. Adam Scott, eh. Harold Varner, eh. Danny McCarthy, uh, Siwoo Kim. All right. He's going to be like 99% owned this week, but at least we have a little bit of a different lineup, saving 600, leaving it on the table. I'm going to throw him in there. There's the lineup. Russell Henley, Mark Hubbard, Tom Kim, Siwoo Kim, Matthew Neesmith, and Grayson Sig. What do you think? Yeah, you know, my, I always think specific to Siwoo Kim, yes, he's going to be highly owned, but if you think, if you're anyone listening, if you think he's going to win – don't double cross yourself. Play the guy you think is going to win or could be right there. There are five other guys to find differential from the other players in your game. Yeah, I like that idea. All right. Thanks to everybody out there for listening to this edition of the Links and Locks podcast. Remember, you can find us everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, listen every single week. For Len Hochberg, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with your DFS plays for this week's Wyndham Championship. Here's hoping you hit the green.